She's one pint ambition, two cups determination, one fourth focus, one half hustle, one handful of grind, one pinch of grit, and a sprinkle of no quit. You're now inside the mix, the Go Get a Mix with Adri V. All right. Hey, my go-getters. Welcome to another episode of the Go-Getter Mix. We're, of course, here. We bring the club to the crib, the club to the car, the club to wherever you are, doing it to go get away. But most importantly, making sure that we're updating, educating, and informing the people of Buffalo and surrounding cities. So today, I have a special go-getter with me in the studio. And I'm excited because uh, most recently, I finished off my classes with Leadership Buffalo. For those who don't know what Leadership Buffalo is, I will leave all those details for you on the website. And then later on, we will make sure we have the almighty Althea to come in and actually talk about Leadership Buffalo and the details and the benefits of it all. But one of the great things that I got a chance to encounter with Leadership Buffalo is learning about the particular organization called Peace Prints. Now, I've always seen these Peace Prints, always learned about, you know, exactly what it's about, the founder, and also the different aspects of how they are impacting the community. But most recently, I got a chance to hear the executive director speak, Miss Cindy. Cindy McGacken. There we go. McGacken! I got it! There we go. And so recently I heard her speak and the moment she shared the story about um, what she's going to share with you today, I immediately was like, how can I help? What can I do? Because these are my listeners. These are the people that write me and these are the people that I myself have had in my family. So without further ado, we're going to welcome to the mic as I get it correct and get it right, Cindy McGacken. If I can read my own writing. There you go mcgacken why well, don't want to say gackner so I bad know. i don't I know don't know it's cindy mcgacken yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen cindy mcgacken yes all right <laughs> thank you for having me today you're welcome so you are the executive director of the peace prince of western new york yep that's correct and so tell the people for those who may not know what peace prince is let them know about it sure so peace prince is a reentry organization that works with men women and families that are affected by our justice system so we work with all jurisdiction levels and we meet folks primarily men because that tends to be who's incarcerated um, inside the facilities and then we work heavily with them outside as they're transitioning back into the community and for us it's about success so Mm -hmm. whatever that means for an individual um, whatever barriers we have to fight or battles we have to fight for that matter um, we will do it in an effort to create standards there's a power in knowledge and get folks connected with all the tools necessary to find success um, as they continue on and break that cycle of incarceration. Yeah, and what I've learned, especially growing up in the inner city of Buffalo, um, having family members who have been incarcerated Mm -hmm. so many times when they are released there's I've seen it nine times out of ten chance they're right back in it and it is this repetitive cycle because they get out there's no support or they don't know where to go um they want to work they don't know where they can work with their criminal background um and then it's the level of you know how do I get help or where do I get help from so the work that you're doing is such a necessary piece to our community um and especially to our listenership um that I wanted to make sure that we got a chance to really have this conversation So for those who are coming out of incarceration, you know, what do you suggest they do? Or for those who may have family members who will be coming out or are most recently released, you know, what are the steps they can do to get in contact and also making sure that they are aligning themselves up with Peace Print? 
Sure. So if you are um, a family member that's advocating for somebody who's incarcerated, you can check out our website, which is www.peaceprincewny.org, and that's going to have information for you um, as to how you can connect with the organization. You can also call us directly, um, and that is 716-856-6131. That's our administrative office. You can find that online, so there's no need to write it down. If you are out driving, please don't (laughs) don't do that. Um, But reach out to us. Share with us your story, what your concerns are your questions and we can best advise you as to what the next steps are because every story is individualized Mm. and no two stories are the same it's very difficult to give you know i guess blanket answers as to what the best strategy would be um between the release where they're coming from how long they've been incarcerated um what resources are available who their parole officer is if that's something that is part of the equation there's so many factors Mm. um and so for us it's helpful to hear where the person is coming from before we kind of make those recommendations as to what would be the next or step in even as an advocate. Um, if you are the person listening, right, and you, you're, and you, you're incarcerated and you're hearing this right now, write to us. Um, if you're in a state facility, that's your best method of communication. Suffer through that stamp mm. and write to us. Mm. If you write to us, it comes directly to our administrative office. We get it. When we hear what you have to say and be completely honest right. in this letter that you're sending to us, tell us what your specific needs are. Mm. This is the only way we can frame what's going on. Um, we can advocate for me, for you on the outside, whether that is reaching out to the local parole office and requesting that you get connected with our services and that a referral be made pre-release, um, or making sure we connected with you upon release. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we don't know if you don't tell us. Right. And so, unfortunately, that particular system is relatively archaic. And so it's just old. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best method um, <laughs> and the most, you know, I guess, convenient method is is writing. Wow. Um, if you can't go through family members and you don't have an advocate on the outside. Wow. I think that's amazing. And how often are you able to really get this message across? You know, because like, I, like. I've realized I never even realized the amount of listenerships that we have that are isn't that that is in jail. Um, and so until I started getting jail mail after jail mail. Right. And it would break down to me mm-hmm. what we're what we're talking about one week, you know, and giving their input. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate it so much that I created a segment on my show caught locked up, but not locked down. Right. And so, you know, for me, I felt like it was necessary for families to be able to send a virtual message. Mm-hmm. you know to their family members who may be able to actually hear us um, in those different facilities um, and so as I think about the messaging that you just shared about you know hey feel feel free to write us mm-hmm. how often are they able to really you know hear such a message and then likelihood of them actually writing um, we receive a lot of, of letters. Mm. Um, what we found is that word travels. Wow. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest frustrations is that the prison industrial complex or the justice system is massive and yes. often much larger than we really, I guess, understand or take in. Um, we have 2.3 million people incarcerated nationwide. Mm. And then a whole nother subset. There's another four and a half million people that are under parole or probation supervision. So they were incarcerated Mm -hmm. and now they're out and they're under the supervision of somebody else. That is a massive number of people. And unfortunately, the majority of them are minorities. Yes. And that's what you are seeing. It is a generational cyclical pattern. Mm -hmm. And it often feels overwhelming, frustrating, and as if it is just the way the world is supposed to yeah. go, right? But yep. it's not. No. And so we we get it. 
inundated, we get a lot of letters. Mm. And it's sad and it's frustrating mm-hmm. and overwhelming to receive the letters from folks. I had one gentleman who wrote to us at 79 years old, wow. found out he was being released and he had three weeks. He had been in, he had been in for decades, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, decades. And he was terrified and he wrote that in his letter. Mm. And it was fluke that I personally happened to open that particular letter. It was on my desk and normally yeah, it's not he... always on my desk, but I happened to open it and I was blown away by his age, his story and how terrified he was to come out and he didn't know what to do, but somebody told him to write to us. Right. Um, and so we made calls and I ended up driving to the facility personally and picking him up mm. because he would have gotten hurt, lost. I mean, he had early yeah, onset dementia. If he you've been in there you said, for decades, Absolutely. when you went in, time has changed. Absolutely. And that's the frustration is that the system is so old and mm. it's not necessarily created or in its origin, right, wasn't created to build up. Right. Right. It was created to break down. We call it correctional facilities, but there's no correction being taken place. No, there's not all. a lot of habilitation. <laughs> and, you know, I will give to the prison's credit there to a certain degree. They're trying. Yes, they are. Um, but we're talking about large scale culture shifts mm-hmm. that aren't there yet. Right. At a system that is so massive. Um, it is bigger than all of us, um, but includes all of us. Yes. Right. And so we're all affected by it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, so what what do we do about it? And I truly, firmly, wholeheartedly believe there is a power in knowledge. Mm-hmm. And the more we can connect with individuals, meet them where they're at, continue to provide those tools. We kind of I mean, we jokingly talk about. Talk about it as certified stalking. Um, But we provide intensive case management. And really, we're going to continue to push you. We're going to continue to get in your face. We're going to continue to be there. Because at the end of the day, you can do this. Mm -hmm. right? And And you need us. Absolutely. (laughs) And we're going to be right there. Right. Um, And, you know, the hardest part is when you are incarcerated. Mm -hmm. Because what you all you can do is write. Right. Um, And it's up to the agencies that you write to to respond. Yeah. Um, And that's the hard part right and, and I think even the hard part that you shared you know for those who are advocates mm-hmm. for for the people that are incarcerated you know you know my biggest question and, and I and I look at even working with youth mm-hmm. right it's a repetitive cycle yep. you can see it from the generation their parents and how mm-hmm. they are and being able to see you know um, you know me working for an organization to where our focus is first gen um, and being able to really help these students to be the first to do it and to stop the cycle and to also start a new cycle right and so with that in mind it's the same scenario because somewhere in here we have to break it down to rebuild it up but there's been times when I have gone home with that heavy heart Mm-hmm. mind exhausted mm-hmm. because something has happened to a student or you're following up on a student and something else has happened or a student is pregnant now you're just like ah mm-hmm. there's another burden and what's going on you know and I chose this work I'm not gonna say the work I chose it I believe it chose me yeah. um <laughs> totally get that um, and you know cause when I look at it I try to run away multiple times yep. because of the the heartbreak you know and this how heavy th- I'm like I wanna be a motivator you know and it's hard motivating someone who has so much on their plate um, and you're really trying your hardest and being able to figure out but then it has to start again with the bedrock aspect and so as an executive director you know kind of just going back to the core what made you say this is a population I really want to give 
my I'll say my life to because in essence mm-hmm. we're at work more than we are at home you know like you said you just drove out to get the gentleman mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're going above and beyond what is expected of you right because that's the standard that you set for yourself mm-hmm. so as an executive director granted we all have a salary but we what we do is way more than what we get paid for so there's a passion and a heart as to why you do this particular kind of work so I'm always curious as to know why do we do what we do Mm -hmm. so why does Cindy pick this particular organization and this particular work to be what could be her life legacy you know I know what it feels like to be judged on a choice that you made Mm -hmm. um a split second decision yes. that alters the trajectory of your life. And, you know, having my getting pregnant at 14, having my daughter as soon as I turned 15 and yes. interacting with people on all levels in all systems who just without knowing anything about me, mm. assumed I was a failure, mm. treated me as such, wow. talked to me that way. And I had to prove myself constantly. Yeah. When I kind of fell or stumbled into this industry. I'll be honest, I didn't realize the systemic, like the depth of it. And I, what I did notice was that there was just these assumptions. Mm. Everything was based on an assumption. Yeah, absolutely. That all these people, the, you know, six million really that have been affected by our justice system today, and that's not even counting the families, right? That's just the people specifically, are just innately bad. Mm. This assumption, they're bad people. And that is so far from the truth. Right. I have met so many incredible people. Mm -hmm. Um, Some that have become unofficial, official members of my family. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, At my wedding, with my kids, watching my kids grow up. Good people Mm -hmm. who've had terrible experiences. Yes. But it doesn't define them. It doesn't make them bad people. Just like my actions didn't define who I was. It's mm. just merely a part of my story. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that my job isn't to judge, but to advocate. And if we were all given opportunity, and I guess we're talking equity, but access to that opportunity, I think it would be very different. The yes. world would be different. Absolutely. And so I think that's my passion and that's my frustration is that I see that other industries have moved, have made have opened doors, have created opportunities. And this is one industry that yet crosses all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, you have aging, you have youth, you have, I mean, you have everybody. Everybody, yeah, women, men. Absolutely. Yes. Touches all of them. But has no standard, no service standard, no accountability, no expectation for the providers, the people, not just the, the justice system itself, but everybody else. Right. There's no humanity to it. Mm-hmm. And that, it's painful to experience. And I think that's that fuels that fire to, you shut a door, watch me open another one. Yes, And, yes. you know, fair, right, wrong, indifferent, we're going to make it work. We're going to find that way. Even if that means that we're driving out to a federal detention facility and rotating team because we have a young person who's wrongly sitting in there and is facing the possibility of deportation Mm. and we are providing hope and that's the least that we could do in this something we I mean whatever it is right right? and so it's that's the fuel that's the why is I know what that feels like Mm. and I know how horrible that feels yes Um, 
And so I don't want other people to feel that. And and I can relate to that, you know, just being able to have that why that drives you. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, the, be, the possibility and the ability to provide hope. Right. And so, you know, with that, I love what you are doing with the organization when it comes to this next thing that we're about to talk about, um, which really drove me to it. It's like, oh, my God, like I have to be a part of this simply because it's something I never would have thought about. And I and I was really sitting. It's funny. Althea, close your ears. Um, (laughs) While while we're sitting there, you know, I I. I like to consider myself somewhat of a multitasker, right? And if I find myself like not doing something with my hands, I I don't I think my eyes begin to kind of just droop down, right? When, when wherever I am, yes. Um, so. <laughs> So you come up, all this energy, you got everybody shaking these bags, right? Um, I was cracking up at this. And so then, but, but before you, I was writing in my notebook, this this notebook right here. And so I was thinking about Christmas time coming up. I want to give back. How do I give back? How do I partner with someone to give back? I'm tired of the toys drive. Everybody's doing it. I'm tired of food drive. Everybody's doing it. You know, I'm tired of cold drive. Every It's necessary because we can never not have enough, right? But I just was like, I want to do something that's really impactful and different. And then here you come <laughs> sharing about this great opportunity to give back that's different, that's powerful, and honestly, you very unique because they are somewhat of a forgotten population. Yep. Um, so please share about what Peace Prince is doing for the Christmas holiday for um, those who are incarcerated. Absolutely. So we have every year, it's our annual prison package project, we call it. And we, at this point, um, send gifts in to the inmates and those incarcerated in Wendy Correctional Facility and Elbian Correctional. Mm. Wendy is a male facility, Elbian a female. Um, and everybody who's incarcerated at that time is going to receive a gift. Um, and we ask for nothing in return. It is just a token of our appreciation and a little boost, right, in hope. Mm -hmm. Many of the folks that are incarcerated through the holidays don't have loved ones, don't have family that can get to them or have the ability to send things to them or to, they're often not told that anyone cares, right? you know? So this this project, has been around for several decades and wow. is completely volunteer driven. And, um, I, and, and just real quick, just to kind of cut yeah. into that, you know, information changes situations. I was never, I was all, I always knew of Peace Prince because I live on the east side and yeah. not too far from Delavan and of course, yeah, yeah. Um, where you guys are located and I will see the Peace Prince signs everywhere, right? And so I, I, I know of the history but never of the work in these essence of this being around for this long. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, Peace Prince has been around since 1985, mm-hmm. and um, we have a long history of being involved in the community, um, working with those formerly incarcerated, as well as families, um, young people. I mean, it varies and has varied yes. over the years. Um, we've tried to kind of bring all of that back, and one of the things that has obviously remained throughout the years is the Prison Package Project. And, you know, I, I've been executive director for five years, and when I came on, that was one of the things that I was like, 
you know, does it make sense for us to do all of this stuff? We're mm-hmm. small, we're grassroots. Um, working with formerly incarcerated or just in, justice involved isn't always this sexy thing. So right. people don't, I, although I wish they would, throw yeah. money at me regularly. Right? Yeah. It tends to... Because again, it just had this preconceived notion. Absolutely. And so it's so difficult to, you know, just even get us to a break even and make sure that we can meet all of the needs and the demand and be out there fighting it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and advocating. And this was one of the ones, the programs that we had are that I just, I wasn't 100% convinced. Right. And so that first year, you know, coming on as executive director, I went and participated in, you know, in the project. And um, so what it consists of is is paper bags, literally just plain white paper bags, because mm-hmm. um, they are prison approved, um, decorated by young people, youth, adults, whomever has an artistic desire. Right. Um, doesn't have to be amazing, right? Just, it's that somebody took the time took to do the time. it, right? Yes. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're decorated on the front. Um, and then inside are prison approved items. And so depending on the facility, it could be socks. Um, you can have macaroni and cheese, hot cocoa. You have wrapped candies, books, um, things that I suppose you and I wouldn't necessarily assume mm. are gifts around the Christmas time. Right. But are prison approved and inside with all of it is a little note from us to say you matter right. and we care and that we're thinking of you. Um, and so we assemble all these gifts. We collect all of these items. It's all donated. Um, we have to have all of them because every gift should be the same right. um, when we send it in. And on December 6th this year, we meet at Blessed Trinity Church. They've been wonderful over the years for us. And we do um, two groups. We have a morning session that starts at 10 a.m. and ends around 1. And then we have another session that picks up at 6 o'clock. And it is literally just an assembly line. Mm. Stuffing these bags with all the items and closing them up and boxing them up so that they can be driven out to the facilities um, within a couple days after the event. What was fascinating to me was... the care of the volunteers that Mm -hmm. were there that year, that first year that I was there, um, they were so passionate about it Mm. and felt the importance, right? Right. Um, And then the packages were delivered and the letters that we received from the folks inside and that we receive every year. Nobody has to send it. They don't. We don't ask for it. Right. Um, They appreciate so much that gift mm. and not only the gift the bag yes that decorated paper bag right is so touching to them because not only did somebody go through all of the other stuff but somebody took the time to draw that on there mm-hmm. to say hey you matter right and i think that was the point where I realized how important that project was yes. um, to the organization, to you know the heart of who we are. Because the impact, there's 2,200 people right then and there that were directly impacted, that found hope mm. when maybe they didn't have it. And the holiday season is tough. It is. It's tough on anybody. It's tough on anybody. And I just remember, you know, 
Um, when I was younger, my father was in jail and mm-hmm. he would send me cards from jail that was decorated of like Christmas trees on it. And I still have those to this day. Yeah. Um, and so when I think about that, you know, that we're decorating something and sending it in, you know, I think about I, it's funny when I, we when we're done with this, I'm going to legitimately show you I have I kept all of my jail mail that I get <laughs> that's sent to me from the Love station um, because it's very creative. You know, and as you took the time to sit here and dissect my show, yep. give your input, yep. um, and then made sure the letter was sent here by the next week, mm-hmm. and I would shout them out every week. And you use your stamps, yep. You know, and so, and and like I said, you know, like you said, holidays are rough because some people are forgotten, and then you you feel forgotten, yep. um, especially when you are incarcerated. Yep. So. You know, I, as soon as I learned of this and you talked about, I was like, I have to be a part of it. And so I'm going to have my students, we're decorating these bags um, and making sure that they put positive affirmation words on there. Um, And I'm excited to even sit and decorate it because now I feel like I'm returning what someone used to send to me um, and taking the time out. Because I mean, whoever would be making these for my, I think my dad used to because he's very creative, but they were like, (laughs) real hallmark level oh yeah drawing like what we can create a whole art show absolutely with the skill sets that that is possessed in there oh yeah oh my goodness and so um can you talk about do you guys need any things that's donated still you know what else can we help with from my end you know with the listeners so we are always looking for donations of the items to go inside so that would be the box macaroni and cheese that's going to be um the packets of hot cocoa wrapped candies i mean again we have to have 2200 of them Mm. it has to be even um to put in if somebody's feeling um really generous um it's about $700 for us to purchase socks mm-hmm. um, because it has to be a very specific type of sock um, that is allowed to go into the um, facilities at this point and they can be rather pricey. Right. <laughs> so if somebody's feeling really generous, right. um, feel free to reach out because <laughs> we got some socks that you can purchase. Yes. Um, but again, we have to have enough for everybody. And then there's the decorating of the bags, mm-hmm. right? It is... They say, they say it takes a village and it does. it does it's time consuming to you know sit down and do that and make sure that you're offering something um and it's 2200 is a lot it is right? and i'll take some extra ones because my family when we get together for thanksgiving i'll oh, make I sure yes yes i add some more that is wonderful mm-hmm. and speaking of thanksgiving our bisnet house location if somebody doesn't have anywhere to go um we open the doors and we cook a thanksgiving dinner and you don't have to be in our programs um we have folks that were folks that are folks that i've never met um <laughs> that show up um but we're all there right. and you know at the end of the day it's to come together and enjoy some yummy food that um you know our staff team puts together and just hang out yes right and so 335 grider we eat around one o'clock okay <laughs> but the building's always open so um, feel free to show up um we'll all be there but um yeah you know th- Decorating the bags is a huge, mm-hmm. huge deal for us. Yes. Um, and so, you know, we have, we just ordered some more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have about 1,500 bags that are um, sitting at the office right now. I brought some today. They just came in the mail today. So I will be dropping off more to you yes. when you'd like them. <laughs> um, we had to order more bags, which is wonderful. And um, our goal is to not just 
do the 2200 Mm -hmm. but in new york state there's 77,000 people incarcerated Mm -hmm. right across the state we're only a wow small 77 yeah yeah Mm. and the vast majority of them are in state facilities so you know about 50,000 of them at this point right and we would love to grow this program so that we could hit the local jail we could hit a couple of the other you know correctional facilities that are if you will close to us um that we can you know expand the number of people that we can offer this hope to and the only way we can do that is with the community support Mm -hmm. um and so yeah we're open to ideas to assistance um you know absolutely we (laughs) love volunteers so if we want to volunteer who do they call where do they go so you're going to you can go on the website as i mentioned earlier and that will give you the administrative phone number it'll give you our address and that is www peaceprints p-e-a-c-e-p-r-i-n-t-s w-n-y dot org um, or you can call our administrative office and you can ask for Jennifer or you can ask for Cindy which is me and that is 716-856-6131 now donations where do we drop off donations same location yep Okay. Yep. and you could actually drop off donations at any location um, Bisnet House has 24 hour staffing um, so somebody is always there and awake um, it's best to call ahead of time to make sure that we're watching out for you if it mm-hmm. gets into the evening hours. Um, however, uh, that facility also, you can do drop-offs and we will you know, coordinate picking up if that's easier. So you have 660 Smith Street or 335 Grider Street. I love it. And so what, I, what I'm going to do is make sure I get a listing of all the donations needed so Absolutely. I can post them up on the website um, so we can have them. And I'm going to speak with a few people to see if we can kind of host a night where folks can come out and do some of the coloring on the bags and designing it. and also dropping off some donations. So um, that's, that's definitely what we have to do. And so when it comes to Peace Print, you know, please share again the website and the social media mm-hmm. to where we can find follow can support um and be aware and updated on all the other activities and events that you guys have going on yeah so our website is www.peaceprincewny.org social media is peaceprincewny and that is facebook and instagram please come out and check us out um not only do we update our social media very regularly but not just peace prince related but what's going on Mm -hmm. nationally and statewide, so local, state, and federal in terms of justice, reentry, and different initiatives, things to get behind um, to really create this change and raise awareness. Um, So please, please come and check it out. yeah, it's exciting. It it really is, and like you know, it just takes it back to just raising awareness. Um, information changes situations, and I just keep saying that to myself because it's just like I was really unsure, like what am I going to do? How I'm going to support? And I know this is going to be something that I won't just support this one time, um, because with there's we're not we're missing facilities. You know, you have Attica, and like that's even one yes. to um, where I most recently was invited to actually come out there to speak for their TEDx conference that they had in the facility. Yes. And unfortunately, I was just coming back from out of town, and I couldn't make provision to go because I'm like I'm coming back from mm-hmm. out of town. I gotta leave work again for the. It's not gonna work out. But I promise you, you know, receiving their letters and hearing their stories as to why they picked me to want to come 
uh, it really warmed my heart because it's just like someone is listening yes, um, and they're really paying attention and so it really gave me more of an, an onus I already own what it is I'm saying but to ensure that for those who are behind the wall and they may not be aware of what's going on I am somewhat of their news yes and yes. I need to make sure I'm delivering the good news yep. and being able to articulate what's happening out here um, and supporting them from that standpoint as much as I will support someone who's calling in who's not behind the wall and able to talk about these things right yep. um, so I'm excited to be a part um, and however I can rally up as many people as I can to get the donations and volunteer I absolutely will um, because I think this is something that has touched everyone at some point in your life you have had a friend family member colleague someone who has had to deal with incarceration um and it's one of those ugly things to where when a person even once they leave this is something that travels with them unfortunately and i really wish that's that's even something at some point at what point does the stigma drop off it doesn't and and it it doesn't Mm -hmm. unfortunately and it's just like so what can we do to again help educate people Mm -hmm. um, to change the narrative um, and to also help change those who we are encountering when it comes to it Mm so I I applaud Peace Print I applaud you as well um, for taking and carrying such a load because it's a heavy one it is. it is, but you see that success. Yes. You know, I was just telling somebody a story. We have a new program partnering with uh, with the local jail, and you know you don't see a lot of it showcased in the community at this point, but it's an innovative program mm. and it doesn't exist anywhere, wow. right? So we're piloting out something new. And Please tell. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's called Project Blue, and this particular program, um, we have a pod inside the jail that is specific to our folks and individuals self-elect. So it's mm. not mandatory. There's no force. You're choosing because you should have a choice, right? right. In going into the pod. Um, the pod is painted blue um, and different colors of blue. And there's a resource space set inside the pod. And we have direct access. Mm. So myself, the team of Peace Prince is able to go in and out of that pod and work with individuals pre-release. That's not normal, right? This is different. And then there's a warm handoff. We actually pay a deputy. He's funded by our organization right now, but is a deputy of the jail. We call him a community reintegration officer. I love it. CRO. And his job is to work not only inside the pod with individuals, but he's also the person that drives them right to our building at release. Wow. And we're right there waiting, right, to continue that connect, whatever that looks like to stabilize you. There was no method no. or programming for Figure individuals. Figure it out yourself. Yeah. You release, you're, you're released oh, into release. one of these houses yep. that doesn't necessarily support you, provide you with yes. the inside, helping you along the way. Absolutely. It's just a place to stay and for you to be regulated. Absolutely. Wow. And so we're stepping in and making these connections, but we're collecting data along the way mm-hmm. because we're, we want to show our local leaders and um, decision makers and policy makers um, that standards are important, that yes. quality is important. Quality. And when you bring that element of humanity in there and, and create these standards, these service standards, you're going to find success. Mm-hmm. And so we're collecting data to show, right, to showcase that we're piloting this out for three years, that this is something that we should invest in as a community, that this is how you create that change. Mm. Um, and that what we're doing right now 
isn't working. No, at all. Mm -hmm. At all. Well, Cindy, I'm not going to hold you too long. I am excited about the work that you're doing, especially this innovative work. Like, however I can help, you know you you have me here to, to support you. and assist um, because it means a lot. And I think it's important that when you are someone of that particular community mm-hmm. and you have been impacted by it, it's imperative for you to make sure that you, you know, help the cycle to no try to break the cycle but help along in the cycle of breaking um, and, and for me I've just always been raised that way mm-hmm. when you raise the village it's it's very imperative that you too then develop another village for someone else to be raised in yes. and I would be remiss not to make sure that I am a part of this particular village yes. um, so I'm excited um, and so for all those who want to volunteer all the details will be at the website in addition for those who want to donate those details details will be at the website and also um, all I have to say is make sure you get out here and support this um, because to me is one of a kind um, we support in many different ways I do the city mission every year um, I do the coat drives I give coats I buy toys but this one is really going to hit home for someone um, who don't even have the capability to be free um, like we are at the moment so keep that in mind so to all my go-getters listening Remember, nothing in life just given to you. You got to go and get it. Ask for it, seek for it, knock on the door for it. And if you really, really want it, hustle and grind for it. And Cindy, do you got some quick tips, some quick motivational moments, a message? Oh, man, she's putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those listening that are behind bars, because I know you got a following, mm-hmm. don't give up hope. Don't give right? up. Keep, keep pushing, right? You can do this. And I have no doubt that you will prevail, but please don't give up hope. Don't give up. I love it. That's it. Love you for listening. Keep it locked right here always to the People Station, Power 93.7, WBLK. This is a 93.7 WBLK. Go get a mix. Exclusive. Know what, 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 know what it is? With, it. with Adria V. With it. With it. With it. With it.